everyone and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am one of the two hosts of the podcast. My name is Patrick Shanley. I am joined as always by my best friend and co-host Edmund Arnold. Eddie, E3, Summer Games Fest, Summer Games, blah blah blah, whatever. A whole bunch of stuff is happening. I can't keep it straight. What the hell is going on? Summer Xbox Fest. That's what it should be called. Just Xbox Saves the Day Fest. Hot that's Xbox Summer. Yeah, Hot Xbox I like that. Yeah, coined just call that. It hot Xbox summer. Coined. We did a little sound effect. Like, because that's been the only presentation that I've seen that's been worth anything so far. Ooh, that's bold. Everything else has just been worthless. Um. So. All right, let's just start right there then. Honestly, I think COVID wreaked havoc on this industry a lot more than people are wanting to talk about, and clearly it did, because a lot of these game studios have shown up to what is supposed to be the biggest event in gaming for this summer with not a lot to show off, and it just kind of feels like, oh, we have to be here. Uh, Let's scrap something together and just throw it up there. Yeah, not only that, it's just not a lot of follow-up from the games that we saw the last E3. It just seems like... When was the last E3? 2019? I believe so. (laughs) And it just seems like there were a lot of big titles that were announced then. We've seen absolutely none of those titles being followed up on this E3. And We got Starfield from three E3s ago, and we still haven't seen any gameplay from that game. Did we see anything from that game? We saw Sandwich. So you can go ahead and talk about the leak a little bit because you're on the inside. Because I saw everyone freak out about that leak this morning. (laughs) And then I watched the actual trailer and I was like, what? 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 What 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 Why did they even give that to people under embargo? Nothing happened in that trailer. It wasn't (laughs) even a trailer. It was like 13 seconds of just pre-rendered footage, most of which was a sandwich, as I said. The sandwich, it looked good. It was a good looking sandwich. No, it didn't look good. It was not toasted. I tweeted about that sandwich. The sandwich was trash. You don't know. your sandwiches. You don't know anything about sandwiches. Toast your sandwiches. Have you ever worked in a deli? Have you ever worked in a deli? So wait, you know more about sandwiches because you've worked in a deli? Have you worked in a deli? It's pretty no, honest. It's an honest question. Yeah. No, okay. but I, I eat sandwiches all the time, so I think I'm more of an expert because I consume sandwiches rather than making them. You think I worked in a deli and wasn't eating sandwiches all the time? And you work you didn't work at a deli, you worked at a Jimmy John's. Jimmy That's John's a fast is food technically restaurant. That's, That's a fast food restaurant. I no, sliced it's not. provolone cheese. That's how you know you work in a deli. That's not a deli. You have no idea what you're talking about. I'm supporting this the conversation deli. with you. Uh, Starfield, look, people are excited about it. It leaked early, kind of. They keep calling it a leak, but basically happened was, and I know this because it's happened to me before, though it wasn't with something this big. They give these things to outlets all under an embargo at a certain time, and everyone agrees, like, we'll push this live, blah, 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 whenever this happens. I don't know why they would do this with what their big game was, but whatever. That's what they did. And then somebody accidentally pushed publish early at the Washington Post, which is, <laughs> I don't know, it's a little funny to me that it was the Washington Post. I tweeted something. I'm just going to shamelessly plug my own tweet that we should call it Stargate Uh, and that works on two levels everyone because Washington Post is who broke the Watergate scandal back in the 70s so yeah I'm pretty clever Uh, (laughs) it was it was a fiasco before everything started like of course that happened it was classic E3 we're like the biggest announcement oops we let it go early I don't know if it was a fiasco it it would be if if it was a bigger trailer maybe it would have been a fiasco it was a stumble along the way i think xbox did a good job to recover because xbox had a lot of so so how, do we want to just start with today and then work our way around today yeah man because today we're recording this on sunday i don't know what's going to post but it's sunday xbox kicked off today xbox was the best presentation in my opinion as well um because they actually showed up with something to show 30 announcements and xbox did something that xbox needed to do and it highlighted the game pass so it was like hey we have the best service in video games 
all these games that you're about to see are going to be released day one on Game Pass, well, most of them. Sorry, can I bitch about media one more time really quick? Go ahead, go ahead. Freaking New York Times writes this thing. Apparently, they have somebody like kind of covers video games now, but not really covers video games. I have no idea what's going on over there. Tweets this thing, oh, like new, like as if it was like some new information that people haven't been talking about. It's like, Xbox is really like trying to play down the console wars, and they use that those phrase too. And like they're really just like trying to build like... Uh, a, a streaming service for gaming that's new New York Times like this is how you're going to get into video games this is you like being savvy and on the inside you joking me <laughs> how many years have we been talking about this I don't know I, but you have to drive up controversy somehow and I guess if you're not into the industry and you're on the outside and you're randomly reading an <laughs> article about video games console worlds or something that is appealing to you I guess yeah well maybe somebody at New York Times should cover video games full time that'd be a shocking well, thing to New do New York Times is all about capitalism nothing says comp- capitalism like competition so there there we go so you gotta, br- you gotta bring the readers in somehow and you do so- it with poorly rendered sandwiches yeah very poorly rendered sandwiches but the sandwich, the sandwich looked anymore. good Console wars are dead. I think. I, I think if there was more diversity between the Xbox and a PlayStation, then yeah, you would be, you could be like console wars, console wars. But like Halo well, is basically. I don't want to say that. I was going to say Halo is basically a Call of Duty, but. Ooh man. I, you know, a first-person shooter is a first-person shooter, right? You're not. Kinda. I think if you're going to talk about console wars, you can say Nintendo versus these two systems because at least Nintendo, you're not going to see anything on a Nintendo that you're going to see on any of these other systems. You Nintendo's are. a true unique system that we have. Okay, I agree with you. I 100% think that I've been saying that for a while that Nintendo it's really Nintendo and then the other two because the Xbox and PlayStation are way more similar than Nintendo is in anything else. That said, Starfield is an Xbox exclusive and Halo is an Xbox exclusive. So they mm-hmm. did come out it's hilarious to me that they ran that story and then immediately Xbox is like, "Oh yeah, here's our two exclusive games." Yeah, and it's you know, and I think it's interesting because in getting back to the presentation, the fascinating thing that we talked about before was that Xbox's presentation started with a Bethesda game and it ended with a Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. They caked Halo Infinite and Forza. Well, Forza was kind of like at to- towards the end, you could say. And let's not put Forza Halo. on the same level as Halo. I mean, Forza's oh, great games and they can. have a plugged in audience, but it's not Halo. I think we can. I think Forza really? moves enough units where you can compare it. I think it's. I think it's a very. It's a system seller, and I think there's enough. It's a big enough audience where you can you can put it up there. Fine, whatever. Everyone who. And the fact that it's on Game Pass, I think everyone has tried Forza now, and everyone who has played Forza enjoys Forza. Forza is just a great arcade experience. It's an arcade experience, but it still has a lot of simulation aspects. It's just it's one of the great racing games out there. Yeah, look, I'm all Forza, Forza, but I'm just saying that it's not Halo. <laughs> Jeez, you're such a dad now. It's I know. It's, it's I've been working on them. I've been trying yeah. to hone them. God, it's disgusting. But anyway, yeah, but Forza. <laughs> I think Forza had a nice showcase today. They announced the new game is going to be in Mexico. It looked beautiful. I think the locales that they showed off just really exhibit how strong that hardware is behind that Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. So I think, and it also announced the release date in November. I think it's November 6th. I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, that was a good showcase for that. And that was like, you know, that's what they ended with next to that Bethesda game. So I think they had that and Halo. I think those two announcements were major for them today. Were you major su- for them today? Were you surprised by that that they would make Halo in the middle and not the opener or the closer? I was a little surprised, especially because we got a lot more information about Halo and we saw some gameplay of Halo. Yeah, and especially since what that Starfield reveal was, right? I think you could kick that Starfield reveal in the middle. Can we even call that a reveal? I mean, for real? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a reveal because we've, we've literally seen nothing of Starfield before this except for screenshots. Yeah. So I think that was the first time it's ever been officially 
shown off to anyone. So yeah, that's a reveal, and you know that's that's what we get. Um, I just think I don't know. It, to me, it signals that a that this was worth the seven billion dollars they paid to get Bethesda, but then also is Bethesda now like the crown jewel of Xbox, not Halo. Have they moved on from Halo now? I don't think so. I think it's they're just showcasing their partner, right? And it looks like Halo is going to be doesn't have a release date. That's right. It's holiday twenty twenty one. Um, so there is opportunity that it could be pushed back to 2022. But no, I don't think it's just like, no, Halo's not our flagship anymore. I think they're just, that's Bethesda's their big, their big um, partner right now. So I think that's who you have to showcase. And you have to showcase that going forward because you you think you would think that Xbox is going to make more moves like this. Yeah, and just shiny and new, I guess, right? Like lead with the new shiny object. Because really we haven't, we haven't had a big gaming convention because there weren't any last year since this deal went through. No. No, there hasn't been a big gaming convention um, at all, and also, you know, this was also Bethesda's showcase as well. So, and Bethesda didn't have a lot of games to show off except for Starfield. Uh, they had a lot of uh, Fallout '76 content, Just... Elder Scrolls Online content, and then they had that big announcement at the end, Redfall, which looks, you know, the cinematic was amazing, but we didn't see any gameplay. So, you know, they kicked on that. There wasn't any other all these IPs we knew about except for Redfall. Um, it looks like we're not getting another Fallout. A lot of people were speculating that we were going to get another Fallout announcement, but it looks like they're going to really <clears throat> put their money behind this Fallout 76 to try to revive it, give it that No Man's Sky treatment. And we're getting some content around Skyrim's 10th anniversary. I don't know what that means yet, but we, we are going to get some of that, which I'm excited about because I love that game. Um, interestingly, the big closeout actually was just a game that's published by Bethesda, not developed by Bethesda. It's developed yeah, by Arcane, Arcane, who just released Deathloop, by the way, like a couple... They, they just released Deathloop. No, they haven't released. They haven't. Oh, no, you're yeah. right. It comes out in September. What am I even talking about? Jeez. Yeah. So you would think that Deathloop um, was out because it was supposed to be out this. I think you're right. It was supposed to be out like this week or something. I, I mean, think it, yeah, it got pushed back, and then I was thinking of the other game that's similar to it that came out recently. That I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, that was that was a big announcement for them. There was no gameplay, but I think the cinematic was so good that you don't have to show gameplay. I don't think we have. It was basically, if I'm guessing, it was like a Left for Dead with abilities, but instead of fighting zombies, you're fighting vampires. And it looked awesome because the vampires can shoot back at you. And it also looked like it had feral, feral vampires. It just... I, the cinematic set up the game. There's going to be speculation. It's going to be going wild. But what why I saw from that was... Mm, I'm excited well, for that. Why would a vampire Redfall, need to Red, shoot? What did I say? It's called I, Redfall. Redfall. It's called Redfall. And apparently it has vampires that shoot back at you, which I find very fascinating. Because why would a vampire need to shoot you? Or maybe they're um, working for the vampire. Maybe they're vampire slaves. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and now that, that, that checks out. That yeah, checks that out. was announced for Summer 22. That tracks. Uh, there was a lot. Look, that was the best presentation by far. Xbox felt like the only studio that like really showed up. We still haven't seen Nintendo, which I imagine is going to have some legit stuff coming up. Um, look, before we move outside of just like the announcements from this, I... We talked about this last week, but it bears repeating. What the hell? Was this event part of Summer Games Fest? Was it part of E3? Was it its own thing? What is going on? This is the most confusing thing I've ever lived through. And they does both it even... claimed it. It's, it's both their babies. It's both their babies. Well, Pat, the way it goes is Summer Games Fest will get Xbox presentation on some weekends, and then E3 <laughs> will get the Summer Games or the Xbox presentation on those other weekends. Two Christmases. Yes, that's the way it goes. So you know they just have to. And this weekend was a joint weekend. 
they just share the weekend. So they're trying to show you that they play well together. Well, I'm glad that they could come together like that. Um, look, we can we save need, this to later. We need more co-parenting like that. We need more co-parenting like that in today's age. Yeah. We can come out and just say it right now. Is E3... I don't know. What's the, what's the point of E3 this year? I, I guess we haven't got a E3? Nintendo. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering that at this point. All the stuff with the, the co-streaming, too, that happened over the weekend, that they were striking people for co-streaming their event. <laughs> because the, the music, right? The DMCA the music. Why? Jeff figured it out with Summer Games Fest, so why is it a problem for E3? I don't know. Because E3 doesn't care about you. I think that's really what it boils down to, frankly. E3, because even if you look at the schedule tomorrow, it looks like it's just a bunch of people who paid money to be, to be like, hey, please associate us with video games. And knowing what some of those presentations are, they're legitimately not even about video games. No, that's what I'm saying. So uh, I think this is just the year that we – it's just cemented, and we've been saying this forever. And I think everybody's been saying this forever. E3 is dead. There's no point of E3 anymore. And, you're, you, and you even brought up Nintendo Direct, like – Nintendo Direct, we get like six of those out of the year. How many of those do we get out of the year? So it being this week doesn't really matter. It could be any other week. Yeah, thank you. It doesn't feel, I mean, maybe the announcements will be a little bit bigger, but frankly, they have major announcements at lots of directs. All the time, yeah. Nintendo. And then like, look at the end of the month. We have the EA event, and then we have Annapurna's event. So Mm -hmm. these, like, these developers and these publishers are going to have their own events and i just i like the fact that it's around one week where you have like a big you know everyone's just kind of gathering around and focusing on these presentations but not a lot a lot of big game announcements um and without for years and without like a physical event I just don't. I mean, the, the, it used to be the draw was the physical event itself. Yeah, but the physical event, who cares? Except for reporter, you. Yeah, and now, yeah, exactly. Nobody cares about us because we're no awful, cares about awful, awful all. people. Yeah. Yeah, like who cares about all of you getting together and drinking, having a good time? Like no one cares about that. Nobody's having a good time. That. We don't enjoy each other's company. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care about that. But like to the consumer, like welcome. First of all, welcome to my life. This is how most of us consume E three. It sucks. From our homes. It, it doesn't suck. You know. It sucks so a this, little bit. This is this is how we do it. Except we we're watching a live event, and just imagine how bad those live events. Um, I have cut been, across. I've mediums. been drunk on gin and tonics at every single Bethesda event that I've ever been to. So to watch one sober, not very much fun. I tried to drink gin and tonics, but it was ten o'clock in the morning, and it felt a little <laughs> weird with my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been bad. I would have had to call CPS on you. But yeah, um, I don't know. It was just, it's. it seems like this has been coming for a long time. Like you said, maybe if it's in-person event, it's different. But with all the publishers and all the big names that were pulling out of E3 to begin with, mm-hmm. um, again, you don't have EA there. Ubisoft is always there. And it seems like Ubisoft is always throwing them a bone. It seems like Xbox is always, and Microsoft is always throwing them a bone. Yeah. But other than that, you don't really have... We have Capcom on Monday. We had Square Enix today, which is... We didn't even talk about it. That's how, we'll that's how monumental that, yeah. the Square Enix presentation was today. <laughs> but you just don't have any big names assigned to it anymore. And even the big names that are assigned to it, they're not they're not releasing anything. It's, it's, they're, yeah, they're just like showed up to show up. And why show anything with all the backlash that Cyberpunk got? You know what I mean? Like, why show anything anymore? Yeah, what do you It seems like anytime you show anything at E3, like the Watch Dogs, the No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. the Cyberpunks, anytime you have a big showing at these things, it seems like there's, there's backlash once you release. So why do it? Even if you don't get backlash, literally, what is the positive here? I'd like you trend for a couple hours before the next big thing comes out. What's no. the benefit? I would really like to see like what the benefit is because you can now have a showcase and a platform without needing E3 or Summer Games Fest. Frankly, you can just do it yourself. 
Yeah, just do it yourself. E3's dead. Maybe. I wish that they they seem to be pivoting the opposite direction of that I wanted them to pivot, which is like little smaller developers to like give a platform for people who actually need the platform. But Did instead, you watch now, the Wholesome Direct? The Wholesome Direct was by it was by far one of the best things I've seen. Was that year. E3? It, I don't know if it was attached to E3. I, I do not know, but I know they no one uh, advertised it. But that was some of the best. E- all of those were indie games, and they all looked delightful. Look, we're big fans of the indie games. We're proponents of it. Most of our guests are from the indie scene, um, so we're there for it. I just I, this is what the platform's supposed to be for. And E three, this physical event was this. By the way, you would walk around and see a whole bunch of indie games and people making deals in back rooms while smoking cigars, and you know then. You'd watch two people fight to death using Super Nintendo controllers swinging them around their head. I'm losing track of what I'm talking about. Regardless, what I'm saying is is that it used to be a benefit to having the physical event and it's because it was a platform for smaller any titles. And now is it turning into a streamer show, which everyone did not want it to turn into, and that seems to be the direction that they're going. Everything's a it's, streamer show now. Yeah, it's because just so corporate and lame. Yeah, well, that's whoever. That's the only people who benefited from this were the people that are working on like YouTube. I figured, like YouTube streamers who are trying to make a name for themselves, like yeah. the, the hosts that they got. Or if you had like, a funny tweet, that and I'm not trying to take away from them. Good for them. Like, yeah, you deserved it. But I feel like that's the only people that are benefiting from all this right now. Um, I certainly didn't benefit from it because I was looking forward to Square Enix's presentation very much. And then guess what was not shown? Throughout a bunch the of Final entire... Fantasy games. Oh yeah, well yeah, a whole bunch of Final Fantasy games a except the one of... I wanted to see. A bunch of Final Fantasy games that you can play on your phone. You should be very happy about that. I'm not. I wanted to see Final Fantasy 16, and instead I got a whole bunch of mobile games and the weirdest, stupidest trailer I've ever seen in my life for something called Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, where some guy just talked about killing Chaos 875,000 times. Okay, Chaos needs to die, man. Uh, apparently, I have no idea. It's been a tough year. But hey, that Final Fantasy reveal was hilarious. I'm not a Square Enix fan. I don't care about Final Fantasy. But my timeline was filled with rage because people thought they were going to get those remasters. And I was excited because I was like, I've never played these games. It'd be nice to play these games on the <laughs> Switch. Nope. I thought that was what they were pivoting to. And then, bam, Steam and mobile. And who plays an RPG on, St- on PC? Like, who plays a JRPG on PC? That's disgusting. Don't, Ter- don't do that. Awful people. Just don't, really You bad can only play JRPGs on PlayStation consoles or handhelds. I gotta have to say I agree with you. I mean, I, I look, the law is the law. That's all I'm saying. Like, like the switch makes a pass because you can it's handheld, but that is the law. Like, you cannot play a JRPG on a PC. You're disgusting. And why would you want to play? I don't know. Whatever. I guess somebody would want to play this game. It just looks so stupid to me. Like, I just, I don't know. These I, these things are so ridiculous. It might be cool on mobile. Wow. Why? It, You're gonna play? It a, could like be cool a, on your iPad. To play, like, a 40-hour adventure game with, like, the story is super important? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It's, it's going to be released for Switch. It's, it's going to be announced on the Nintendo Direct for Switch. Well, cool. Like, there's no, there's no way Nintendo. that... I think that Nintendo was like, yeah, you can announce this so you can have something, but you cannot announce that it's for Nintendo. I, there's no way that they would release their first what, five, six games and not put it on the Switch. There's no way. Do you not want money? Frankly, if you're not on the Switch, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life at this point. Like, I know, and we talk about, but look how well Final Fantasy um, remasters and games do on the Switch. They do very well. That Final Fantasy VII was on the top-selling list for, ye- for months. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII was on there. Final Fantasy IX was on there for months. And eight so sucks. I, I, I know a lot of people were upset, but I, I would be flabbergasted. 
if we get to Tuesday and Nintendo doesn't announce these games coming for the Switch by the end of the, um, I just I think just think like there was a deal where you they were like you can't mm-hmm. we don't want any any indication that is coming out we want that to be our reveal. Well, that's, that's a big reveal. It is, and that's what's funny about these types of like events. Look, you have like a studio announcing something, but then the studio is also being released on this platform. So like, does the platform get to do it? Does the studio get to do it? And then you're gonna have repeat announcements, and then people get pissed about that. Uh, looking at your gearbox. No, yeah. Well, we, well, Gearbox is another thing. Who then? They had nothing to announce and nothing to show. And then, you know, Square Enix had nothing to announce. And I think that's why they had the Final Fantasy one through six or what one through five. I can't remember what it was. That's why they had. They showed you fifteen minutes of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and that's why they showed you uh, a, the Black Panther content again. And where's Spider-Man in that Marvel's Avengers game, by the way? That is weird. There's been no announcement around that Spider-Man. Spider-Man has his own game. He doesn't have to slum it with the rest of the Avengers. But that was a game that is like one of the most astronomical. Well, not sorry, astronomical is too. It's one of the most public underperforming games in a long time. That game did not do well. No, it didn't. And I that this I don't know if this Black Panther is going to do anything to remedy that. It looks cool, like the story. Are you going to boot it up? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, right. yeah, I will. I pay money for it, so I definitely will. So, um, it's just and I like black paint, and then you don't have to do it for the culture. You have to do it for the culture. If sure. I didn't do it for the culture, you know, I'd be little Uncle Tom. So I don't want to do that. So you can't comment on that, by the way. So I was so, just sitting here silently waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, you have to sit there. You can't comment on that anymore. <laughs> Ten years ago, you could, but not anymore. No, now I'll lose my job and my Mm-mm. daughter will grow up destitute. Yeah. Um, I just think it's funny to lean so heavily on a game that was not performing well for you in a presentation when you should be showing new stuff. And then even, look, Guardians of the Galaxy is a new game, and it's not supposed to be like related to the Spider-Man games or the Avengers games. But... I don't know. It kind of looks the same, and it's just I don't know if I care about Marvel anymore. Honestly, I don't care about their movies or their TV shows. I don't need them in games as well. Oh, by the time you get sick of Marvel, they're going to be doing the same thing with Star Wars in a couple of years. Uh, Star you're, Wars is terrible already. So, but you're going to you're going to see the same thing with Star Wars. You're going to see an oversaturation in Star Wars games. But, and yeah, that Guardians of the Galaxy game didn't look too good. The interviews around it that I read afterwards made it seem a lot better. Like there's a lot more. It seems like choices are going to be heavily influencing the like future of the game and the characters and looks like there's a lot of interaction with the characters so, like sounds like a lot of like mass effect and everybody knows how i feel about mass effect oh are you a fan so of mass effect oh i'm a big fan of mass effect so speaking that's kind of, of mass cool, effect but who wants to play as star lord uh yeah you want to play as drax do the, you do you want to play as anyone on that on that team is anyone on that team interesting i frankly don't care about the guardians of the galaxy at all but if i had to pick one to play as probably drax he's my favorite rocket yeah, he is cute. And he has like an arsenal that you can make it just rock ratchet. I guess frankly if I was going to rank them, I would put Star-Lord at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. He's the least interesting. One's a talking tree for Christ's sake. Yeah, I almost said a bad word right there. Oh uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, so, you know, uh, that game will be interesting to see more of it, but yeah, Square Enix and Gearbox. Do we even want to talk about Gearbox? I think we should talk about Gearbox just to talk about the travesty that was that stupid presentation. Tiny well, Tina. Okay, so their big announcement had already been revealed before they had their own slated time to present things. So why in the world was it there? And also, why has Randy Pitchford put himself into everything for his game studio? Especially when he has all that controversy around him. Like, why is his face on anything? You would think that they would bury his face. Like, 
go away. Like, go in a room. Like, yeah, we'll put your name on everything, but we don't want to see your face. Yeah. Um, and then, like, an interview with Kevin Hart, yikes. But, yeah, that was a travesty. That might have been the worst presentation I think I've seen in E3 history. That is very bold, but I think it is definitely on that short list of terrible, terrible E3 presentations. What did they announce? They announced a tiny Tina. Tiny Tina. They didn't announce that. They didn't announce that because it had already yeah, been that's announced. True. Yeah, that's true. So they showed a trailer that had already been shown the day before, at the um, about the Tiny Tina game, and they gave you no details about that game. So which makes you think that it was very early in development, very very early in development. And just a quick side note, I will say one thing about Outer Worlds Two was announced today. Yes, and that was one of the best trailers I've seen, ever. Because it was basically the narrator was going on. This game was just announced. We don't have anything around this game. It was just. It was basically just making fun of everything. Be like, sorry guys, like we have to be here right now. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. But so if you go watch the Outer Worlds two trailer, but it's essentially that was tagging everything that Gearbox did with that one um, tiny Tina reveal. How did E three, which used to be the biggest marquee video game convention in the world, now feels like an IGN like showcase? That's what IGN, IGN's showcase was better than everything that was the Summer Games Fest and everything. <laughs> IGN had the showcase on, I believe it was Saturday morning, and it was way better than the Summer Games Fest and all these other um, events that was shown bef- be- before the Xbox. But mm-hmm. IGN's f- Fest was pretty good. It was a pretty good showcase of a lot of indie games. Remember when we were like positive about all this and we thought like everything was going to be great and then we've just been crapping on everything? I thought X- Ubisoft... Xbox was great. I, don't, I do not yeah. want to say that Xbox was not. Xbox was fantastic. It was a great showing. I mean, we didn't even... T- we, did, we were not even talking about 12 minutes that they um, gave us more information on and it looks like we have a, a release date for 12 minutes on August 19th. Um, we talked to the Pirates, the Sea of Le- Sea of Thieves, Pirates, Pirates Life, Life which is yeah. a Jack Sparrow inspired. Like, look, I don't give a shit about Jack Sparrow, <laughs> but you know, for a lot of people that are playing that game, I think that's a great way of introducing young people to this Pirates of Caribbean, Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Why did I say Caribbean like a white person? Pirates of the Caribbean. Is your mom franchise. from the Caribbean? Exactly, Caribbean. Um, I so can, I'm that white, was really I interesting. Um, we also have Flight Simulator that's coming out in July, and there's going to be a Top Gun announcement. So, you know, there was a lot of announcements. Back for Blood was announced, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be on all systems, but, you know, they were giving us more on that. The Redfall trailer, I just have to bring it up again. Stalker 2, which is not my cup of tea, but if you're that survival horror type fan, that was a good game. I mean, there was diversity. There was a beautiful cadence. It looks like we're going to get a video game released every single month. Yeah, look at here. Sorry, we just do so, the Game Pass like calendar because it's stupendous, and I just want to kind of like. I, I I just I said it before. Xbox knows what their what their strength is right now. Mm-hmm. It is that Game Pass, and that is what they hide. They f- focus the entire show around games coming to that Game Pass. Yeah, and new games too coming like Flight Simulator in July. We got Psychonauts 2 which is a game that I feel like has been in development forever but like now finally coming out because I love the original Psychonauts. We have Age of Empires there's the Forza game and then Halo is coming to Game Pass. Yeah, Halo, day one and by the way, Halo multiplayer is a free-to-play game and that Halo multiplayer, I don't like multiplayer games but it looks slick. I'm sorry, Halo multiplayer is the greatest thing of all time and probably that and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is how we make friends. And those skins? The amount of skins that are coming out with the Halo, like this, oh man, like skins. Halo is going. Xbox showed up today, and they won today, and so did Sony <laughs> by not yeah. showing up today. I think that's so. one of my favorite things is that Sony was trending worldwide, even though they're not at either of these events. Mm. And that could be people talking about, oh well, what's Sony going to do now? But 
you know, I still think Sony, part of the conversation. <laughs> I think Sony is saw what Xbox does. They're going to sit on it for a month, and then uh, they're going to have their own showcase. But either way, not to take. I don't want to take away from Xboxes. Today was Xboxes Day. They mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job of showcasing what's coming out in the next couple of years. I agree. Twenty twenty two is going to be a nice year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to make up for the last two years. Uh, I thought Ubisoft also did a very good job, even though I'm not. I feel so weird with Ubisoft. It's like I, I'm not a huge fan of their games personally, but I don't think that they're necessarily bad. They're just not my cup of tea, if that makes sense. But they're they have to be the most diversified video game studio that exists. They have their roster of games is bananas. They have tons of different games, and yet a whole bunch yeah. of them feel exactly the same. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. It was it was. Look, I like the structure of the Ubisoft Ford. I liked how they showed trailers, and then they went back. They gave you like a two-minute, three-minute trailer, and then they gave you like 10-minute to 15-minute showcase of the game, sometimes with some gameplay. I think the Resident 6... I've So, inside story, I've known about the Resident 6 extraction game for years now because my roommate actually did it. I don't know if I can get sued for this. Well, let's Whatever. find out. <laughs> um, so my roommate went to a uh, testing where he went into San Francisco. He sat down in a focus group full of people, and they were just asking him questions about Resident Evil and Aliens. So he comes home, and he's like, yeah, there's a Resident Evil game coming out with Aliens pretty soon. That was about six years ago. So, yeah, that was interesting. So that was finally announced. That looks fine. Looks like it's all PvE. Um, I'm not a big Rainbow Six fan, but I think if I had a couple f- friends that I could jump into it, that would be pretty interesting. Or if you just had a couple friends in general. I don't want to. Uh, they released Far Cry Six, but I want to talk about Far Cry Six in a minute because that looks like it's going to be a disaster. Thank you. Okay, I'm um, glad you said that. And then the big reveal that they had was well, two big reveals. They had the Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which looks which great. Looks great. I was yeah, that's a great, great, great announcement for them. Um, that I don't think was that leaked. I think that was leaked too the morning of. And then a game that wasn't leaked, and a game that many of us never thought was coming, we're getting an Avatar game. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. I don't... Yeah, alright. Well, let's just start there, then. Um, Avatar... Do you care? <laughs> I guess. I don't know how... If I care ask. because it's going... It's the first Disney game we're getting in a... Well, I guess... No, I can't say that because Marvel's owned by Disney. So, never mind. Whatever. Uh, but it's like... It's going to be PS5 and Xbox Series X. It's going to be all next-gen. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I do think that Avatar the Universe really lends itself to video games because it kind of just it felt does. like a movie. I mean, everyone, this is how it was made. It was made like a video game, literally using the same technology with performance capture. And it also just, it played like a video game. It felt like you were really like flying on one of those stupid dragonfly things, whatever the hell they're called. And at the same time, Avatar is one of the stupidest things I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> it, it is like, I think if the game wasn't Avatar... I would have been like, man, this game looks fantastic. Thank you. That's exactly so how I feel. So that's why I'm like, okay, this game, I'm going to give it a chance. Because I kept thinking, like, oh, Avatar's stupid. Oh, oh, who wants this? Durr. And when I was really looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, there's some cool stuff. Um, but it's Avatar. <laughs> and it looks like this game was first announced in 2017. I, w- I was not aware that this game was even announced. I had to look that back up because I'd forgotten. <laughs> I Okay, so, yeah, but we're getting an Avatar game. Sweet. That looks de- that looks decent. That looks pretty good. Look, man, I'll play it. Like, it's just I don't know. It wasn't as big as it wasn't like the ground shaking reveal that I thought it was gonna be. Is it like so? It's Ubisoft. Do we know which studio? Like, which Ubisoft studio is behind? Do like does that matter? And I asked that question yes. legitimately. What is the difference between Ubisoft? So studios? okay, it's Ubisoft Montreal Division Two. Uh, what else have they done? I don't know. All the Ubisoft studios are pretty ubiquitous to me. They all kind of ubiquitous Ubisoft. That's their new. Thing. Okay, so they've done the Division Two. Okay, 
Um. Yeah. Sure, man. Sure. What, a, why not? Why not? We want new IPs. It's not a. It's it's, it's, so yeah, it's new IP and It's attached to a, uh, the number one selling movie of all time. So why not? Why not? Yeah, What's whatever. the worst that can happen? Everything just kind of felt like a B to me. If that's all I'm saying, except for Far Cry Six, and you brought it up. Far Cry Six looks like a freaking disaster. That the, looks like. How does it look so man. bad? Man, and we didn't talk about Writers Republic, which I think looks. I fine. think that looks super fun, actually. I, I yeah, I think that looks fine. I yeah. think that's one of those games that. Um, it's like SSX, but like multiplayer, and it's like a better version of the Crew, which was a hilarious yeah. game. Yeah, and we don't have a lot of these, you know, extreme sports games. Yeah, so. just fun. We don't have a lot of BMX, and it looks like they have like a battle royale where it's like a sixty-four person race. So yeah, I love yeah. It. Oh, they also fun. had that Rocksmith game, which I'm kind of into as a musician. It looked really great. As a musician, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, if I was if I wanted to pay for a guitar and learn how to play guitar, that'd be the way I'd want to learn how to play guitar. So, yeah, well, that makes sense because you're a nerd and you would learn guitar that way. Yeah, I don't want to go to pay a person and like you. You tweeted something like, "I learned how to." play guitar with a man with long hair in his living room i'm like that's kind of creepy to considering your age yeah but, it's yeah, true though so, <laughs> it's a true story you know you have very trustworthy parents but yeah i, I would much rather want to learn in my confines of my own home so okay you keep avoiding it we got to talk about far cry 6 tell me why it looks like crap i explain yourself Evan. cinematic that they showed looked terrible and okay so this is what i want to say it will be soft forward you you have the your marquee franchise coming out in what October is when Far Cry is coming out. They didn't show anything of that about of that game. They didn't show any gameplay. They just showed a cinematic of Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, they're just Esposito. like, hey, Giancarlo's in this. Um, Esposito. Esposito. Thank you. And you would think that if it, if you had pride in your game, like Square Enix had a lot of pride in Guardians of the Galaxy. They showed a lot of that game. And you have a game coming out in the next few months. You would think that you would show a little more gameplay from that. The fact that that game's coming out in a few months and we've seen nothing of it, it makes me very nervous that that game is going to be an absolute disaster upon release. And that the pre-rendered stuff that they did show looks like it came from PS3, legitimately. It looks bad. And it makes me think that, man, all these games that are going to be coming out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One... I think that's just what we're going to expect, and maybe we need to be more forgiving of Cyberpunk. Uh, do we though? Because they launched and it was well. It just broken. seems like these studios that are releasing these games for like both generations are having a terrible time of doing it. Maybe the generation was that big of a jump, and we just don't we don't realize it. But it just seems like all these games being released for both generations are just disasters. Yeah, or like the pandemic wreaks such havoc that everyone's just kind of scrapping those games. We're like, well, we're already this far along and it's yeah. screw it, just let it out. Could it be just a combination of both? It's just we have to put it out and look at how bad this is. It's a perfect storm of crappily rendered Giancarlo Espositos. And it just leads to, I'm playing Ratchet right now, and Ratchet has just been developed for the PS5. That it's is the best thing I've played in years. Yeah, it's stupid. So it is. It's stupid good. It is stupid. I my god, Insomniac is top tier. And yeah, I, and they released. Game. They released the two, really the only two games to like buy a PS5 for, for right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> Returnals, and, Returnals, and Returnal, but yeah, nailed it. And Returnal, yeah, Returnal, and Returnal is fine within itself, but yeah, and we we can talk about Ratchet later, but yeah, the, um, but yeah, that Far Cry Six is scaring me. Scaring me. As a Far Cry fan, I'm scared. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, a correction, now that we have a, a producer who can feed us things. Uh, it is not Ubisoft Montreal that is developing the Avatar game. It is Ubisoft Massive, which is a 
a nice name for a team that's developing the Pandora game. Uh, and <laughs> they did uh, uh, they did Far Cry Three, and they're working on the Star Wars open world game. So Star Wars and oh, Avatar. Star Wars and Avatar. Disney light it up. Disney light it up. Disney. <laughs> they own everything. And, in the yay! We're gonna get a Loki game soon too. Um, so yeah, said. okay. So that was Ubisoft. But Riders of the Republic for me is the biggest announcement out of that. That's how bad Ubisoft was. Um, and I, I guess you know if bad, you if but... you like Extraction, if you like Rainbow Six, that might have been exciting because they were, they were really leading into the PVE tactical version of that game. And if I still had a crew that I play video games with, that would be exciting. But I just I don't play video games with anyone anymore. Yeah, you just, just call. Dude, you don't have any friends, really. And you know, we'll just call and we just play these co-op games together. You know? oh, that's cool, dude. You guys are just playing games without me, whatever. Um, so what do we have left Oops. then with any of these? Truthfully, Nintendo, is there anything else that's like really on your radar? Bandai Namco? Like- I mean, we didn't even talk about the Summer Games Fest. Uh, you know, it was just Elden Ring. That was all that came out of Summer Games Fest. And other than that, you're right. We just have... We still have Bandai Namco. We still have uh, Capcom. And we still have... Is that it? Yeah, as far as I know. Well, Nintendo, obviously, but like that's the big one. But other than Nintendo, none of the other ones feel to me like a must-watch, frankly. Though Capcom has really been killing it lately. I just don't know what they have to show off. What has Capcom been killing it with? All the Resident Evil games. Oh. And the Monster Hunter resurgence. Yeah, Yeah. okay, okay. That slipped my mind for a second. Yeah, well, it's all right. Um, That's why I'm here, to pick up the slack that you caused by derailing this podcast every I'm, single week. But we... Yeah, my bad. My <laughs> bad listeners. My bad listeners. But yeah, we. I mean, we've... But we had... We had Elden Ring get release date, and for the Elden Ring fans, that's big. Um, I don't know what about that trailer would make you excited. Besides the horse. There's it, a horse and a From Software game now. Whoa! It looks um, exactly like every From Software game, which are all great games, and I enjoy all of them deeply. But it's just like, I don't know, man. It's do just, you? Do you enjoy them deeply? No, I guess not. If I'm being completely honest with you, like I liked the original Demon Souls, and then I liked Sekiro, but I never finished Sekiro. I played it for a little bit, and then uh, I kind of got bored with it, frankly. I just want a Bloodborne, too. Like, no, you're going to sit there, and you're going to take your George R. R. Martin stupid crazy game with a whole bunch of random nonsense backstory that doesn't really make sense and you're gonna like it why why would i be excited for this game if it's not a from software game is it, it like why is this is it is the excitement around this game because it's a from software game yes is that would in george R. R. martin's name is attached to it i wonder how many people care that george R. R. martin is attached to it legitimately and i'm actually asking that and i asked that as a fan of george R. R. martin somebody who's read all of his books multiple times um how many people have actually read any of his stuff and how many people will have a good taste in their mouth after the last four seasons of game of thrones but that wasn't him right that but was his name uh, was attached to it and the yeah, exa- right. in the exact same way it's attached to this game that's true that's very true executive producer yeah well i don't know elden ring we'll see we have to see more of it but it's coming out pretty soon so in theory yeah. january release yeah it, i don't yeah plus all these games are gonna get pushed back anyway, yeah so. um i just it, this just hasn't i wanted this to be a bigger summer i feel bad i mean like obviously no but dude, this we got everything we we were expecting uh, to get i know and yet nothing floored me i don't know maybe i'm just jaded i just i don't feel like anything really knocked me out maybe there will be we, breath of the wild got too everything there was nothing that hadn't been uh, yeah xbox <sighs> okay Fable sorry about we didn't, you know, we're not going to see the uh, Warner Brothers. I was walking in the Warner Brothers, thinking that we were going to get everything, but they Batman said five and, days yeah. ago 
that we weren't going to get anything at, at it. Yeah. So we got exactly what we were expecting. Well, so I think that's what it is. I think in a nutshell, that's basically what the crux of all this is. Nothing was a surprise. Nothing like really floored anybody. Nothing like really like came out and like wowed anyone because we knew all of this was coming and all of it was sort of just like, oh, okay. Like it's good, but it's not, uh, I don't know. Nothing was that big thing. What was the big moment from any of this? Final Fantasy 1 through 6 releasing on mobile. Kill Chaos was the yeah, number one takeaway. I, I honestly, I think the biggest thing was Halo getting a release date. I think, was, I think the biggest thing I, I'm just pulling stuff. I, <laughs> no, I just like that you just that stopped. Most of these yeah. games got release dates. I think that's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, and I guess I'll take that. Like, look, it was fine. It's like you said. Like, we got everything we wanted. It's sort of like at Christmas time. Like, you got everything. Not you wanted. what we yeah. wanted. I didn't say what Sorry. we wanted. What I we said expected. We got, what what we, expected. Ex- yeah. we got what we expected. Yeah. Um, I think everybody wanted a lot more, but this is what we thought it was. Yeah. So, um, it was a real. Um, Subway sandwich. No, Subway sandwiches are terrible. Let me think of a better analogy here. <laughs> Subway sandwich is awful. If we ever try and get advertising from them, no chance. I despise Subway sandwiches. Um, I'm a Jimmy John's man. Actually, Jersey Mike's up there. Of like the chain sandwich shops. This is a sandwich podcast. Now, I've decided. Porter but, subs. but that's Nevada only, man. No, it's not. They're in California, so they count. Porter subs is. Porter subs there. is in California. Yeah, Porter. I there's one. Yeah, I I go to it. All right, well, then it's Porta Subs. All right, let's just say it's Porta Subs. You look, you know what you're going to get. It's just like it was a good sandwich. You knew it was going to get it, but it wasn't a sandwich that blew your mind. It wasn't like. Toast your sandwiches. (laughs) They don't even toast their sandwiches at Porta Subs. But like Starfield, there was like. You you can. You have lettuce, you have tomato, so you have a. You can get the fresh ingredients. You, you can tell me uh, you can get but a you, toaster. No, no you can't. You can't toast in space. That's yes, you well, can. No, it's a documented fact. You can get tomatoes and lettuce in space, but you can't toast. Yeah, because what? like getting crispiness in space, obviously easier. You're in a vacuum, but you getting need to go the, to sleep. You need to go to sleep. This baby's cutting into your brain. You could. You couldn't possibly toast something in space. The technology is just not there yet. Oh God. Look, I want to live in your fantasy world too, where we can just enjoy delicious Texas toast in outer space. But like, you're living in a fantasy world, Evan. All right, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Get your head out of here. I'm just mad. I'm just mad because Summer Games Fest didn't need to happen. <laughs> Did either I'll of just these things? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I applaud everyone the for the work that they put into it, but it just feels like Xbox showed a lot up. A lot of work it. for what? DLC and a, a Death Stranding PS5 special edition? Yeah, but you can go in a box now. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. You, you're going to go. If you're going to come. And try to take someone's lunch. You you take that person's lunch. You come in with some announcements, but your announcement is Elden Ring. Whatever. Dude. People are stoked on Elden Ring. This is such a downer podcast. This is supposed to be like our happy no, return. No, it's not a downer podcast. podcast because I've been I'm very excited about Xbox. I'm very excited that about the future of Xbox. And Xbox getting better means Sony's going to get better, which means Nintendo's going to get better. So if anything to be excitement excited about is Xbox reveal. We have a game coming every month for Xbox. Yeah. And. The, the one thing I will say about Xbox, I know I'm raving about Xbox today, but they are finally putting their money where their mouth is. They are learning from their mistakes. They're making big note about all these studios that they're purchased. They're putting them in the forefront. They're, we're getting games from them. Like, come on. And, and Sony's looking at that, and Sony's like, well, look at what we have. So this is if you're a gamer right now, I think the the future is looking very nice. Not not the immediate. <laughs> it's gonna take a while to get there, but I think 2022, 2023, 20 and beyond, I think it's going to be both systems 
man, we're going to see some some cool stuff. Once we're in like the real life cycle of these systems. Yeah. We did, we kind of forget, but there was that little state of play right before all of this stuff happened with the Horizon, um, was it, mm-hmm. for, it's Forbidden West, right? That's yes. the name of the sequel. I keep wanting to say Zero Dawn because it's just in my brain that that's what that game is called. Um, so we did have that, and then we know that more might be coming from Sony, but we don't know when it's going to come and how they're going to do it, and they'll just do their own state of play. I do like the punk rock nature of Sony just being like, screw it, we just do it ourselves, because that's what I feel like. I think everyone knows that you can do that now, and they're the first I, one to just be like, screw it, we'll do it. I think that's unfair, though, because I think Nintendo and Xbox could also be like, yeah, screw it. But, but they I didn't. Think, but Yeah, but I think, you know, they're, they, I, I, I want to know, it's like, I really want to know if this was just like them throwing E3 a bone. Like, we what? know people are having a bad time. We know this is, like, you know, everybody's waiting for a gaming event. Like, let's just have it on this week. We know we can do our own thing, but let's just have it on our own week. Why? And, like I but said, why Goodwill for E3 is my question. The, I don't know. I the organization that know. leaked all of our personal information two years ago? <laughs> I, see, Did I don't know. Everyone forget about that? <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I'm speculating, right? I don't know if that's why. I don't know if it's just, like, because, you know, it is the one week where we can do this. But like I said, EA State of the Plays at the end of July. Yeah, uh, which is super then, bizarre, too. I don't understand that. What did you say? Why, why is that at the end of July? Why are they doing it on July 21st and 22nd instead of just doing it now? I don't know. Maybe they are waiting to show us Madden. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Next-gen Madden is just going to look that good that they have to wait. So um, it's actually but, just a Madden simulator, but then just again, living they, the life of John Madden, probably, mm. probably like hoagies <laughs> wearing sweatpants. Uh, but then again, like maybe they they that was their ver- their way of saying, look, we don't need E three, we we can stay on our own now. That's I think that's why Annapurna is doing their own. Well, Annapurna is they just do whatever they want. They're a very well, interesting. They can, at, they can at this point. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I I really wish we could get a rundown of why this event was thrown away thrown together the way it was and you know why they felt the need to bring it back and why nintendo and xbox felt that they you know had to throw in their hats because if without xbox this would have been a travesty and i get look i understand why the esa did e3 it's a really valuable brand like of course they're going to do it i understand why jeff is trying to do summer games fest and he had success for last year i'm pretty sure this year's has been successful as well like i get why they're doing i'm just wondering why the studios what are you getting out of this like, I mean, you would get the exact same thing. Maybe it doesn't cost you anything, like we said Maybe last week, you know? Like, what difference does it make? But it is interesting. I wonder Maybe you visual. just like these people that are putting it on, you know? Yeah, um, maybe. But I, I, my thing is, if Summer Games Fest came in this mo- week talking about that they were going to be this big event, like, you need to come and take people's lunch. You Like, you need to... Or, or you claim Xbox is only yours. You know what I mean? Like... You, you have to you have to do something to set yourself apart. E three, and if that Elden Ring's it, then you. I think they needed one more announcement, or maybe two more announcements. The real console wars were the friends we made along the way. Now the real console wars are the <laughs> two conventions going against each other. There, that I mean, take you already he already had the game awards. He has to win or lock down. Yeah, I know. So, so do like, we need to see you in the summer also? I don't yes. think so. And I think this proved that we don't. Because that event was nothing. I would I would have much rather seen the wholesome event wholesome direct event in that place and just showcase all indies. Like I need to see DLC announcements for the next two, three hours. Get out, like what? Yeah, well those it was, trend... two, it was two hours of DLC announcements. Like put some indies in there, man. Come those on. those trend on Twitter. Nobody cares about indies. Oh jeez. 
It's a sad, sad fact of reality, and that's where we're at. Anyway, oh, we, we got s- a battlefield too. We forgot about that, e- uh, but that might be shown at the EA event. Yeah, so um, that was the one EA game we saw. It was just, a, I, th- I think that's right. I think it was just a tease, and then you're actually going to see it. Sim. And we'll see. Maybe it'll launch. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Sim DLC. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring that up. It's whatever. Somebody who just plays The Sims for whatever. years and it's years whatever. and years. So much time in there. Uh, 1,000 hours, baby. We still have Nintendo. It's still going to be a big week. There's still a lot happening. And for us, we have a couple great guests uh, coming up this week. We have Roger Craig Smith, the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and many, many, many other characters, by the way. Uh, and then we also have two other voice actors. We have Jennifer Hale and we have Courtney Taylor, um, who are both in the new Mass Effect that came out. Um, and lots of other games as well. So lots of cool stuff this week. We'll have Jennifer other Jennifer Hale's also... In Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank, Clank so which is Courtney Taylor actually the game of the year, the game of the last two years, the game of the last five years. The game is fantastic. It's clearly a game of the year. It's not even it's phenomenal like a competition at this point. That's um, why Sony doesn't need to show up because they're like, look at Ratchet. Yeah, got the best game of the year. You're all throwing out these games that could be coming out. Look at this game. Flex. So What's so up? Good. It's um, so good. You've heard from us. We want to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you think of the announcements. Let us know what you think of Eddie's takes on sandwiches and should they be toasted or not. You can find us pretty much anywhere online. Um, I can't think of a place that we're not on. We're on Grinder. We're on JDate. I've made that joke, I think, every single podcast. It's not funny at all anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's old. Uh, but yes, but we're on Anchor.fm. If you're looking for us more specifically, we're on Spotify, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcast, whatever you get your listen. podcast. And if you're listening to us, follow us on Twitter at Donkey Kong Artists. At Donkey Kong Artists, yeah, is that it or Donkey Kong Artists? I don't know. Whatever. Just we should know our Twitter us. handle. Right? Who cares? Uh, yeah. Share the podcast. Also, I'm putting that on all of you. If you like the podcast, then share the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, then share it with people that you don't like to get back at them. Yeah, and then you can yell at us. <laughs> My wife laughed at that. I hope that got picked up in the microphone. Yeah, you can. You can <laughs> laugh at Pat and not me because I'm sensitive. That's true. Eddie is I'm a, short. a gentle, gentle giant. I'm a gentle baby. Aw. Uh, okay, well, thank you very much, everybody. We love you so much. Love you. Bye. Ooh, fade, fade away, away, fade away. Fade away. Let me fade away. Hi, Earl.